Hi there, this is the first English passion pod. My name is Aurelia and my guest, the first one, Dr. Peter Raskin, the CEO and one of the partners of our bank. Hi. Hi, Aurelia. <laughs> Hi. We already did this in German and it was such a lovely conversation and so many people asked us if we're intending to do another one in English. So here we are again. <laughs> Let's try it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, what I asked you in the first passion pod Actually, no, you asked me what I the passion you, was. I have to ask you yeah, what's, exactly. uh, what's passion pot all exactly. about because um, it's a very, it's, it's very funny name, passion pot. And uh, why on earth uh, does the bank offer a passion pot to its clients? Yeah, I know. I, it, it's been in the making for a while. You're the first to be released, but we actually already recorded a couple of episodes. And it really came from a point of recognizing what an incredibly interesting network we have and that we have, um, you know, such interesting, inspiring stories that we hear all the time. And we thought a few of the people that share them with, with us, we might be able to ask them to share them with others as well in this, in this format. And it is particularly about passions that drive people on interesting career paths, on, you know, maybe a, a bit unassuming um, choices or... Yeah, just something that really needs a certain hunger and passion to follow through on. That's that's where that came from. So I was lucky to, to already chat. Sounds to great by why a banker, because <laughs> normally bankers don't have passion. <laughs> why on earth did you ask me? That's not true. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, quite on the opposite, right? Um, I ask you because, first of all, I witness the passion that goes into running this bank all the time. Yours, but also, of course, other people's. And I think it is... It's not, as somebody once asked me, it's not so much what you work about, <laughs> which yeah. purposefully a bit weird. Uh, it's how you do it, right? That That's what defines your day. And and it you must require, or it must require, a certain passion and a certain hunger and urgency to follow through on what you're set out on. And that's, that's why I want to talk to you. And I'm going to start with the beginning, because you are one of the uh, owners of the bank. And one morning, that happened. One morning you got up, and it was the morning that you were to become one of the owners of a bank. Can you tell me about that? Yes, of course. It was uh, the 15th of September 2018. Mm. It was a Saturday. It was a sunny day. And um, it was the day where we had the signing of our contracts. And I went to the bank at 3 o'clock p.m. and uh, met my colleague, Markus Zwizik. And then we went to the signing ceremony. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to a big law firm and we saw many people, paper to, to be signed because you can imagine to buy a bank is not signing one signature and that's yeah. all. Now there's so many declarations and um, contracts to be signed. And we spent maybe hmm, one hour and uh, the lawyers were around us controlling everything, doing copies. And then I went back to the bank and um, I was promised... Um, one of very important client to informing the first one if something would happen to the bank to the, to the structure of the bank, and so we did. And uh, after seven o'clock, I called my family and asked them, "Please come to Zurich. I would like to tell talk to you and I would like to tell you what I did because no one in my family, of course, my wife, they she did she she knew what I'm doing and where all our money is going to." Uh, but uh, no one in the family really knew what I'm doing. Yeah. And therefore, I advised him, please come for a proper dinner here and close yeah. to the bank. <coughs> this was the point we wanted to celebrate it. But then I was suddenly disturbed by a call from our spokesman of the selling bank of Berenberg in Hamburg. And he told me, look, Peter, sorry to interrupt you, but it's already in the press. Mm. And this was the end of the party <coughs> because mm -hmm. I, won't have to, I had to go back to the bank, to, the, to my desk. And to check what to do because all our communication strategy uh, uh, was very difficult uh, to follow. Yeah. Because for me, it was most paramount important that our colleagues, our, our employees here at the bank, uh, don't get the information via the press by via me and the new owner. And, um, and therefore, we had a very busy weekend yeah. to reschedule everything. And um, yeah, this was the day where. A dream came through to me, and it was uh, um, for me it was ever I had always a dream to to be only not working only for a bank, but also become a co-owner of a bank. Yeah, that, but, but that's 
I mean, that's so wonderful. That's just an unusual dream. Well, especially when you set out to become a lawyer because you studied law. Yeah, this is uh, really a, a, maybe a strange dream for a lawyer. <laughs> but um, I went to Switzerland uh, maybe 22 years or 21 years ago as a lawyer of a, law of a German bank, mm -hmm. a subsidiary of a German bank. And um, being a lawyer, I was allowed also to advise some clients on all the their problems they have when you're rich. Then it's not always fun. You have some mm. challenges. Mm. And I was the one to help them. It was for me, I realized what a great job it is because yeah. I met f great people, very interesting people, well-known people. And I was able to help them. Mm -hmm. and therefore, this was really a, a big uh, passion, and uh, which I re realized it's, uh, it's my dream. Because if you have a lot of empathy and you are interested in people, then uh, it's best that you help people. And this was uh, my passion. I was always thinking maybe it's better. Best would be to be owner of a bank because in banks and big banks. You have many hierarchies, you have many people above you talking to you and deciding what you should do, talking about the strategy, deciding the strategy. But I realized that uh, my way of uh, doing the business is a little bit different mm. and it's very different to uh, to convince everyone above me that we should change the, the strategy and we should really focus on the client and the human beings behind. Mm. And therefore I said the best is to, to be an owner of the bank and you can do it. And this is uh, was the reason because uh, why I really had really the dream to become the co-owner of a bank. Uh, I, you know, I'm not only the only one course, yeah. here in this uh, distinguished over ownership structure of the bank. No, uh, maybe a, a very small one, but uh, it's it's a dream. Yes, that's right. It's interesting. There's a couple of things that stand out to me when I hear you talk about it like this. Um, first of all, the connection to humans, right? Like mm -hmm. that that fuels the passion and then also this very particular way that you're set out on like you, you really do have a very particular approach to running a team to running a bank to being with your clients um, you bring that into the teams of course in a, in a in, in different ways depending on on what their frame of work is but can you talk a bit maybe a little bit more about the general belief in the human being. You know, we always say that's a kind of the holistic approach. Tell me about how you, do you deal with clients? How, how, what happens? Look, I realize that it's uh, most important that you not only care about how to invest the money, mm -hmm. because how to invest the money is, uh, everyone is doing it. You, have, you cannot differentiate by just investing the money because sometimes you are very good, sometimes you're only good. And uh, there are also some weak years, but um, I realized it's much more important to also to take into consideration everything which might have an indirect impact on the client's wealth. And these problems and challenges are mostly coming from their families, the business they're in, their hobbies, mm. the circumstances of life. And I realized that the clients are much more. They need much more advice on this. Mm -hmm. And uh, being a banker for many clients, we have a, a, an overview of what could happen to them. And uh, it's not just by theory, but also we, we saw in practice yeah. how wealth can be damaged because of issues in the family or in the company of the client. Yeah. And um, this is the reason why I realized it's much more important to focus also on the... Um, indirect challenges the client mm -hmm. is facing mm -hmm. or the challenges with indirect impact on the client's wealth. And yeah, this is, um, and we had some success with this. And um, look, if you, by being a holistic advisor, if you save maybe a tax bill of 20 million, uh, then you can underperform for some years because <laughs> uh, it's, it's some, we had some really interesting examples to really to, to prove that's much more important to take care about everything around the client, not only uh, how to invest the money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dr. Askey, may I take you back to the to the transaction of, well, basically the moment of becoming one of the owners of the bank. Um, you're not alone. You just mentioned that, of course, I know that. Would you mind um, shedding a bit of light onto that? Like, how, how did that happen? How did this particular group come together? I mean, the ownership structure is remarkable. How, how did that come about? Yeah, look, this is... Uh, 
uh, it's a very interesting story also. I have to recall it uh, very often because it's really interesting to see how, if you're brave enough, how it works. Mm -hmm. Look, um, there was a time when uh, our former owner, uh, Bernberg Group in Hamburg, asked me, because I have always been for the last couple of years, maybe 11, 12 years, the CEO of the bank, to ask me to sell the bank. Mm -hmm. And um, I was maybe brave enough to go to, to, go to one of my uh, owners, which is uh, Michael Pieper, who is a board member of this bank since 26 years. And everyone knows him in Switzerland. He's yeah. a very well-known family business entrepreneur. And I went to him and said, look, uh, Michael, would you mind buying the bank? And said, yes, I would like, but you have to <laughs> join and we need some others, yeah? yeah. Because I'm not a banker, and uh, but I would like to have you on board and some others. And then uh, um, we uh, we formed the group very easily because um, then we I, we went to the Keller family, especially to Adrian Keller. Adrian has been on our board since 15 years now. He knows yeah. the bank well, pretty well. Incredible, yeah. Yes, and then we we, we asked uh, Andreas Jacobs and all the others, and, and suddenly uh, we realized it's really uh, it's, it's it's working, and everyone has this um, this passion and also this desire to really to create a unique bank in Europe yeah. which is really focusing on clients' needs, especially on needs of family business entrepreneurs and their families mm. because they are similar with the needs of our owners and mm. this is very unique in Europe. And so um, I was really surprised to realize how it, it was. It take, took maybe two, three, four weeks to get them together. But then it was uh, also real uh, for me as a lawyer. It was very interesting to realize that sometimes uh, then the um, the um, problem started by uh, going to the lawyer because of course not everyone lawyer is um, is good and they are all good and bad lawyers. And uh, we realized hmm, uh, it took some time to uh, to get all the uh, paper drafted. Um, because sometimes I realize that the lawyers maybe they don't understand so much the the, the structure of the deal a little bit that it's a deal among, um, among friends, and but it was at the end uh, we find a way and it was uh, we were successful at the end, but um, it just took took much more time than just forming a nice and prestigious group of owners, and uh, from the uh, it was the I guess September two thousand seventeen have been asked to sell the bank in 2000, September 2018. We, we bought it and therefore it took almost one year at the end, but it was very challenging and an interesting year for me. When we sat here and we recorded the, the German version of this podcast, there is, a, there is in its language a, a bit of an easier way to get to this, but I will still try it because the 15th of September, we would say the 15th of the ninth month. Yeah. And we had to laugh because I never realized that the day that the transaction happened, that the bank became the now independent bank, Bergos, is awfully close, 15.9 to 15.19. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you realize, this is a really yeah. funny story because um, just reflecting on that, it's very interesting to see that we are very proud that we have been a daughter company of Berenberg Group. Therefore, we are rooting back uh, to the second oldest bank in the world. Yeah. But at the same time, we are maybe this, the youngest bank in the world, private bank, because Bergos started, so it is today, uh, with the name, with, with the brand we have, and the structure we have, first uh, of January 2021. Mm -hmm. And therefore, this is very funny, and it was you as the one who brought it to the table, that it's very interesting that we at the same time uh, the oldest and or the youngest bank and exactly. uh, this is very interesting because it also shows a little bit how challenging it is to change the bank from yeah, yeah an, an old lady uh, to a dinosaur to a speedboat yeah. which we have to be yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, we, we always smile about this sort of like identity conflict to be the youngest and the oldest at the same time. I think it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's a very noteworthy position that we're in, that's for sure. But uh, tell me more about that. I mean, the change process and then kind of, you know, building a bank in a way. Uh, tell me about your... your, your Look, uh, to build a bank, it's <laughs> not just to take a hammer and few nails. Yeah, yeah. It's really something very, it's very different. And being... Um, Suddenly, an independent Swiss private bank 
it totally changed my mindset. Yeah, it mm. said, look, uh, now first, there's no excuse for me anymore and I cannot run away anymore. Yeah. If I don't like it anymore, it's all. Therefore, we have to, we have really to focus first on the, our identity. Yeah? It was really, because identity is very important, not only for us and Lee, but also for a client that they feel very much linked to the bank uh, because we are very important for our clients. We are the trusted advisor for our clients and we lead this alignment between our clients and us. And for this identity, it was very important to to get a very, a very good logo. Um, mm. And for me, to be honest, I was a little bit afraid how to get a proper logo in these times, uh, especially keeping in mind that my co-shareholders, they have many they are very experienced and they have many people behind them talking about logos and branding and so on but then um yeah thanks to your help aurelia we managed to get really a beautiful logo a logo which also tells something tells a story and that's yeah. important and mm. no one believes that uh logos shall also um should tell stories mm. about uh representing or the company mm. and uh, most people say oh it's just a nice picture or what's a web or whatever no it's an it's really something has to do with identity therefore for us it was important that it's not just a nice picture and therefore if you look at our logo it's it's really brilliant because you will see a lion a lion stands for zurich huh? and you see a bear which is also it's part of the Bernbergs crest. And uh, in the middle you see a big vessel. And the vessel is important for us because we are rooting back, way back to a, a bank with a, a strong history in shipping. Mm -hmm. And shipping is also very important a business for us. And therefore um, you see this, this very nice uh, ship. And this ship is uh, on three waves. Mm -hmm. The smallest wave is uh, reflecting representing uh, Berenberg Bank Schweiz AG or Berenberg Switzerland. The second wave was, uh, is reflecting our, um, our Bergos Berenberg two years uh, period. And the biggest wave is will bring us into the future is Bergos. Yeah. And this is very interesting to see. And then uh, and you suddenly you really fall in love with it. Mm. And this was for me really uh, one of the yeah, it was very proud of that not only we fall in love with it, but that also everyone uh, uh, falls in love and not only our clients and other bankers and the employees here. No, we already received the German Design Award for it. Yeah. And this was really interesting. I don't know if there are many banks uh, um, getting a, a design award but this shows a little bit how important it for us we really we take care for everything and uh, even it's just an, a very nice logo reflecting our uh, of our identity then identity is also important important besides the logo that we we go for our own identity uh, and not um doing what my mother from mother company is doing no we have to go for our own um, um, identity and this uh, has to do with emancipation mm -hmm. therefore we know we have to do everything on our own and get our own brand and our own name we have to do our own um, market research uh, we have to be in the press our own name and this was um, perfectly done here by our chief investment officer uh, Christian Budelmann because he was uh, he was he got really the, the he has been asked by me please do everything to emancipate from our further, further mother company. And so he did, and this was also well achieved. And, uh, and for us, it was also interesting to see that also the press in Switzerland, also in Germany, they really liked everything here. Mm. They said, look, this is great. There's a new bank is rising, mm. and not it's not just all the other banks are disappearing, but here some very well-known entrepreneurs said, look, there is a need for such a bank. We go for it, we invest in it, and we have, mm. we have a way um, with time, and uh, we take our time, and we need to, to go for you know, a very special, unique bank in Europe. Mm. The second, um, the second uh, after going for your own identity, is, of course, a business model. Yeah? Mm. Uh, and this is not uh, so easy as it sounds. 
and uh, because you have to own your own business model and for us it was important that we focus very much on the client's needs and build everything around him and therefore uh, we said look um, what shall because it makes no sense that we always say look oh we have a great ownership structure but what's in for the client and therefore we say look let's focus on the client's needs and therefore we uh, we are not as all the other banks, we don't do this client segmentation by numbers. Therefore, if you go with big banks, especially in Switzerland, you will always find uh, segmentation like um, retail banking, affluent, high net worth, ultra high net worth, yeah. super ultra high net worth, yeah. rich, super rich, and poor, super rich. <laughs> For me, it makes no sense because um, the needs of the clients are not depending how much money he entrusted us. The needs are depending on what he's doing. Mm. And therefore, we uh, we focus on only four types of clients. Mm -hmm. um, one is, of course, family business entrepreneurs and their families. Mm -hmm. Second are privatiers, because if someone sold his company, he has out of the sudden totally other needs. Mm. And uh, it's not always fun, because these people, they're not used to invest money. They're used to work in their company and mm. to run a company. They were totally in other needs. Then we have, of course, shipping and our shipping business Yeah, it was set up by Klaus Budelmann uh, where down there centuries ago or years ago and uh, it's very our main group of clients. They are, we are very strong in shipping and then we work together with our uh, corporation partner in Hamburg, Berenberg mm -hmm. and this is very, yeah, it's not only because of our history, but it's very really important business for mm. us. And um, that we have also a, a deep expertise um, how to yeah, advise them. The force, this is new, it's next generation. We realized um, as the owner of the bank, it's very much important to focus on the next generation. First, because of course, of course, we would like to keep the next generation as a client or to get them as a client, but this is to be honest, it's nothing, it's nothing new. You have such uh, declaration are existing as long as long as we are existing as a, as human being. Of course, yeah. But it's uh, for me, it's more really to learn from the next generation how we should change the bank uh, in order to be attractive or to to remain attractive for them in the future. Yeah. And I realized that many banks or even companies they always think together, oh, what should we do and so on. But for me, it's more important to ask them. Yeah. 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 And therefore we. We, uh, we asked some so-called uh, cookies, which are clients' kids, uh, in German, Kundenkinder, and parkies, are partnerkinder, uh, shareholders' kids, and, and really to, to work together with them what they expect. Yeah. And also be able to, to have a workshop on the university, and we asked also some international students what they would expect, how they would draft a business model for next generation. So cool, and yeah. therefore we realized that's very interesting because it's not always like, oh, they need a, a nice app. No, they have totally another needs. And the needs are very interesting. They have to, they are, have to do with, yeah, they would like to have a, a group of people they could chat with yeah. because they need people in the same situation because inheriting money is not always easy yeah. and it's a big pressure sometimes and they would like to have people to talk to them. This is just one example. And and so we we, we, we had um, we have a special team also specializing on next generation, but also next generation is also important for me as an, uh, as to get new talents on board because mm -hmm. I realized that the way how we work, the how we we learn, totally changed. It has to do, do with the um, with the technology, and um, the people that don't need a boss telling them every day uh, yeah. what they should do. They would like to have a, 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 their voice being heard, and uh, so we also changed the bank a lot. We need to be very attractive, not only for next generation clients but also for next generation employees. And um, this is something which is uh, key for our business model. Then we focus with the clients in the middle, and this is client-centric, but every bank tells you we are client-centric. We really build everything around the client. We make sure that we only have um, a good feeling for the client's needs, but also that we um, get everything, every service we are offering to the client. And therefore, we have a team approach around the client. And this is very, yeah, very attractive also to our clients. 
for us also important for the business model that we really offer holistic approach that we are yeah. not product pusher we're best in class we don't product we don't produce products we have to sell no we try to find the best products and offer us offering in the market uh, offers in the market and and uh, advise our clients if they're good or not uh, why why we would recommend them and uh, this is also very important for us that we are seen as a trusted advisor who has no pressure to sell something yeah. but who can we have takes time and really to talk to the clients and uh, explain why we're doing wh- what we're doing why we're doing it mm-hmm. also important for us is um for the business model that sometimes we go a little bit beyond yeah we yeah. offer beyond services this is also as mentioned before this holistic approach therefore we we talk about uh, issues coming or challenges coming from the family from the business side but also we offer um art concert Mm-hmm. Art consult is for us an, yeah, an emotional and essence class because it's not, we advise not clients to buy this art piece because it will, the price will raise during the next couple of years, 22 times, three times. No, we say, look, you have to love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's all about emotion. In the end, uh, you, you should love it because otherwise um, it's not a good investment. Yeah. And we do around art, we do everything. We go to art fairs and so yeah. on. This way, we're received by our clients and it shows a really we really take care about their needs. Yeah. After the business model, you have to know that, and I reflected it also a little bit on it, is really the change process we are in. We have to find out where to focus in the future yeah. and also really to become an attractive uh, bank for our employees. And as I mentioned before, it's very important to empower our people. Yeah, Young people, they really would like to have um be empowered they would like to be um yeah in charge for mm. something and they are burning for it yeah mm. this is a, a realized and so we changed the structure of the bank that were really attractive for them we uh we said look let's do unbossing uh important is unbossing because um and of course in a bank we need a structure but we don't want like to have leaders in the bank who are where they, they they believe the ba- the team is there for them. Yeah. Here the leader is for the team and the, the, the success of the team. And therefore we don't like hierarchies so much. Um, we, we, we try to get them away, but of course in a bank you always need some hierarchies. And we would like to have a cross-team approach uh, because if you have the client-centric, then we should take care that everything, uh, the best comes to the client and sometimes the best is another team. And this is, therefore we change the structure a lot to become very attractive for the future. And this was also very well received in the press because a big bank cannot do it. Yeah. The big banks, they always stay in the hierarchy structures and so on, but you need a, a smaller bank. Yeah? A yeah. smaller bank, wherever you can really hand over responsibility, where you can empower people and they feel empowered and do what they have to do. And this is really uh, was a big change for us, and um, I'm happy to for me it's uh, running very well. Yeah, I mean I can attest to that. That it, that is something that I that I feel and and you know reflect on with my colleagues all the time. Obviously, because you know we look, we have uh, we have, we are quoted we're so often on Bloomberg and yeah. other um, channels and. They're young people, yeah. Always. They're, they're, everyone say, oh, they have senior guys. No, they are between 25 yeah. and 36. Yeah. And they feel so empowered and mm. so proud that they are, uh, that we give them the opportunity and they're so good. Yeah. Mm. And uh, therefore, why not? Yeah. Mm. I mean, this podcast also is such a good testament to that. It, this is obviously a new format, but Bergos now, our more you know established um, weekly podcast that really you know kind of um, presents expertise. It's never the question, should the chief investment officer present that? It's always the question, who's the best person to answer the question? Yeah. Always. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. It, it can be, you know. Yeah, but this is also, if you if you change these, these, these hierarchies, uh, you have to learn. As in me, as a CEO, have, of course, you have to, um, to lead by example. And mm. look, it's, um, you say, look, we have so many strategic project, projects to run. Yeah? There are many coming. Next Generation is one. We have ESG. We have so many. We have new offering here and there. And to run this, you have to appoint 
responsible project manager for it and they, they can be young, they can be 27, sure. 28. Yeah. And but this person is in charge for the running the whole project, but then they can also come to me as a CEO and say, look, Peter, within the next two days, I need from you this information and then I have to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that I say, oh, well, I'm the CEO and I don't expect, I don't, uh, I don't want you to, uh, to ask me for something. You know, it's, it's more, and this is very interesting yeah, that you, uh, that everyone has to learn that even young people can be in charge for something and they have the full power to ask for what they, to, to, to get what they need and to ask for all the information they need. Yeah. And this is a little bit uh, sometimes difficult for people uh, to understand, and uh, but uh, at the end it will work out. You mentioned something important there too, to ask for what they need, because I think in the structure that if, if all of these approaches are lived well, then you find yourself in a structure where somebody who's more senior than you, who's older than you, more experienced, could be a younger person who's more experienced in a certain field, where you can just simply rely on them for help, right? Like mm -hmm. this, this liberty to say, hey, I... I don't only need facts from you, I also need some pointers. Yeah, I need some guardrails, I need help here. How do I, how do I deal with the situation? And that's, that's I think, also a really important part of what, what's happening here in this structure, which, mm. you know, I've been, I've been sort of witnessing in the, in the last great, yeah. three years. Yeah, no, I mean, that is a really fruitful environment for ideas and yeah. inspiration. And it's also, look, at this next point I would like to mention, if you change a bank or if you build a, a re rebuild a bank, it's not, uh, then... Um, you have to go for your own culture. Yeah. And this is course. very important, uh, really, that you stand for culture. And for us in the culture, it's very important that first, um, values. Mm -hmm. For us, it's very um, important that we have the pluralism of values and not me as a CEO or whoever. In most cases, it's a marketing agency telling the bank what <laughs> value they should have. No. Yeah. We said, look, we... It's very, look, we have so many people, we have, we're speaking 15 languages. Yeah. Huh? And it's so great to see that there's a pluralism of values. Therefore, no, it's not me as a CEO who says, look, uh, you need this uh, value and this, and I expect this. No, I, I, I expect that everyone has values. Otherwise, we couldn't, we couldn't sit together here at this table. Absolutely. But, uh, and I would like really uh, find to, 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 to get an environment where everyone can really, um, work according to its or his or her values, own values. But for me, it's very important to make crystal clear that there are some non-negotiables, yeah? yeah. that we have non-negotiables, which we, we don't discuss at all. Yeah, And these are like respect, it's very important, but not like all these other banks, we are respectful with our clients. No, it's the respect is more for the working together. Mm -hmm. And um, therefore, Respect means for me, I'm not late, I'm prepared, I respect everyone's voice and so on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is very important for our bank. The second is um, empathy, mm -hmm. because we are human beings working for human beings. And, uh, and you get such a deep look into our client's life. Yeah. And you're not interested in if you don't empathy, then it's the wrong job for you. Yeah. I can tell you, yeah, because yeah. then you maybe can become an investment banker or so on. But uh, it's for me, it's um, empathy is paramount important for everyone working, but not only towards the client, but also because people with empathy they need people with empathy to work with. Yeah, they cannot, and this is very important for our culture that we have really we we, have, we are very empathic people. Mm. And the third. Uh, non-negotiable is um, curiosity because the, ch the time and the world is, is running so fast and it's changing a lot in within maybe days. I expect or that everyone is curious about what's going on and we need this. We need people who are really interested what's, what's changing in the world because yeah. everything has at the end an impact on our job and our to advise clients how to protect and invest their wealth. Therefore, for me, it's very important that everyone is curious here in the bank. Mm -hmm. This is our value system. And um, and it's not just to talk about, yeah, because it's very easy to, to, to as a CEO, to, hack, um, to make a town hall and tell everyone, look, we have this brilliant idea, everyone has his own value, values, 
and we have the non-negotiables, but you have to really to go for it. Mm. And this means you need to, and you are a member of it, to be honest. We have a so-called uh, culture circle, yeah. which are uh, people working together. They're not policemen or women. They are here to realize what they have to change, mm -hmm. what's going in the right direction, what's not so good. It's also that everyone can has a, someone to talk to if they see something they don't like. And so that is very important for us. Therefore, yeah. not only to define the culture or to, 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 to define what's important for your culture, but also to have some people really checking if, if, you, if you have to change something, what's going um, in the right direction, what's going in the wrong direction. It's also very important if you change the bank. I think all Therefore, sorry, for, for me, if you jump coming back to the, the question how to build or how to change the bank, for me, it's really just to summarize it. It's you have to, to discuss or you find your own identity. You have to go for your own business model. You have to change a lot. Really, it's a change model, a change process. And you have to really go for your culture. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying on everything concerning and, and surrounding the yeah, what culture. Do, but I can ask you, because the yeah. culture we, we discussed a lot. What's, sure. uh, what's your view on it? On the culture? Yeah, on the culture issue, because it's also with this value and uh, value system. And well, I thought it was incredibly, when we first talked about this, um, because, well, let me reframe it. I'll, I'll, I'll start from a different point. Um, I think there's a certain set of things when you work in communications that is assumed to be had by a company. A mission statement, a purpose statement, a set of values, uh, about language, of course, I mean, that's really neat. And I think that uh, in a lot of ways, you've got these cookie-cutter solutions and people go, you need this, just fill it in. It doesn't matter, just say something. And th that becomes empty, right? If you have company values and you don't live them and they're just sort of hanging out, then I think it infuses the entire company with you know, kind of being not credible. Any, th any statement you make when you don't fully mm. live it, it's better not yeah. to make it, not just because the statement itself becomes empty, but it sets up a system of emptiness. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, I know this. Uh, because I know this because, uh, of course, when we when we took over the bank, uh, so many agents, came to me, oh, yeah. Peter, can we work with you on the Cabell News? Yeah, I yeah. said, no, we don't need you. Yeah. Because... Um, I realized with other banks, they always say, well, other companies, they're funny, funny brochures and yeah. their, their hands, and they're always the same values, like respect, like uh, trust, and so on. Yeah. Uh, but at the end, and then suddenly you see, see, see the CEO, it's uh, <laughs> not complying with exactly. their own values, he just <laughs> announced. Yeah, yeah. And this is something really has to mention, it's, uh, it becomes empty. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. So, you know, when we first talked about it, well, I mean, kind of when I started here, I think, um, you just related it in such a credible way that you said everybody needs to bring their own values. I will not discuss your values with you. I just assume you have some, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> because know. otherwise you wouldn't, yeah. you know, work here. What they are that is very, very personal and it's incredibly individual to you. It's also depending on your work, right? Like some values that are my personal values, I might feel like they're more adaptable to my work or more needed in my particular field of work, and then you know. That might be a different thing for somebody else. But to really set the tone with having some non-negotiable qualities that are absolutely fundamental to everything that we do, that was incredibly mm. convincing to me. So, mm. yeah, I'm very behind it, obviously. And I also think the ones we we kind of narrowed in on, those three, they're so at the core of what we live every day. And they are also very easy to apply if you kind of ask yourself, you, you mentioned them, respect, for example, are those the most respectful words I can use to give my colleague feedback? It's not about, you know, maybe sometimes being a bit harsh with your words. Mm. It doesn't matter. As long as you stay in a respectful tone, mm. you can have some conflict, you can have friction, it doesn't matter, but stay in this area, right? Or uh, openness, like if I want to present an idea, I should be able to do that. It shouldn't matter that I'm, you know, maybe a bit more junior, we come back to 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 that structure and i think they are very true they lived truly here we don't just talk the talk we also walk mm. the talk mm. and i think then it becomes a really actual value add you know it becomes an addition to to our culture and it is a particular culture here i have to say that i mean i never worked in a bank i come from a completely different background yeah maybe i interrupt you yeah. <laughs> maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit because um 
I met you 2018, yeah, yeah. and in, I, had, I had a little bit of a problem because you came, you, at this time you have been, you were at New York, Yeah, you were running a very well-known gallery, you were an art consultant, you came for art consult, yeah. and so now you end <laughs> up in communication, yeah? I did. And this is funny, it has also to do with this change of the bank, I can tell everyone, because um, it's also, if we, in the, when I realized that we will buy the bank sooner or later, then I realized, oh, hmm, I need someone who can write. Mm. Because now we have to do a press release, we have to go for our own wording and so on. And then I asked you and your colleague Thomas Kallein, really, because you have your art consultant and yeah. <laughs> bankers normally cannot write, <laughs> uh, but... Um, but they said, look, maybe you are art consultant, you can write. And then I asked you to become, together with Thomas Kennan, the head of our communication at this time. And this was funny, but I was always was interesting, um, very interesting, a little bit afraid because you came from New York. Mm. You came from North, from this uh, never sleeping town yeah. in, uh, to Zurich, which sometimes is sleepy. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this is something, and you were with a small bank and not with a big one. And uh, still with us, it's great. And you did a great job on all the communication. And uh, what you did, did for us was great. And uh, yeah, it's it's funny because when I first so I was yeah I I was very much in New York and I actually had no plan to leave it. And Thomas Kellan asked me, he's like, "Would you talk to us about maybe working there?" And I was like, "Ah, uh, I would talk to you because I know you and I like you, but I don't <laughs> don't know a bank. What? Yeah. Why?" <laughs> <laughs> and he told me about our consult we met and he kind of just you know talked about the bank and I was like okay yeah I'll, I'll have the chat and then at some later point I came here and I will spill the beans on how we met you sat in the in the meeting room of this the big one and actually this is that is so many years ago but it already spoke so much to the to the empowerment I came in you introduced yourself you introduced the bank we spoke a little bit and then the first thing you said to me is like okay so you know more about art than I do let's talk about something else <laughs> you just didn't want to talk about art at all and I thought it was incredibly convincing I think we talked about the opera or the something. Opera, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, it, I found it was it was amazing you know you just were like okay you already know more than I do about that anyway otherwise you wouldn't sit here so I'm not gonna talk no, no, that's really important <laughs> that you really realize uh, as you see very quickly that the person you talk to is much more it's maybe uh, much more better trained, better better trained, knows more about in special fields than you, and uh, that you have to have a structure where you can uh, empower them, mm. because and, and also to to use this knowledge, and this is very difficult if you are very high thinking. Mm. May I ask you about moments? Actually, before you ask the next question, I would just want and one point which is also important it has to do something with you. Because for me it's important sometimes to get an outside view. Huh, yeah. And this was interesting because you are not a banker mm -mm. and uh, to see how you would like to organize the communication of the bank mm. um, in the view of not a, bank, not a banker. And this is also interesting because our clients like it so much because they see sometimes they say, look, are you really a bank? Yeah. Mm. And something exactly what we would like to aim for because um, we don't want to be seen as a normal bank. Yeah? Mm. We are there for our clients. We are do human private banking. And therefore, it was very interesting to see how you organize the communication of the bank because you are not a banker. Yeah, thank you. I, I think it's, first of all, I, you know, I, I just can't leave my art historian background, right? So visuals are important to me. There's nothing I could do about that. But I also think I, I have questions that maybe somebody who's deeper in the material doesn't have anymore, right? That's just natural. If you're standing in the eye of the storm, it's going to be really hard to pick out the pieces from the storm. So I would never expect somebody who's been dealing with finances for all their life and, and our, our my colleagues, I value them so highly. I have the greatest respect for them and their knowledge is incredible. I mean, I'm stunned by what you know what they what they can remember contain put together uh, how they communicate every day really truly am and they come from standpoints that are of course 
on a different knowledge level. So I ask them stuff that sometimes is really stupid, <laughs> if one, you know, probably for them. But it's not clear to me because mm. it's not my material. And maybe that's helpful. You know, maybe that outside view is often helpful. It's also for the for the employees, for, the, for your colleagues, very helpful. They say, see, look, they are speaking a language the clients uh, don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really good. Now I can ask you, yeah? Yeah, now um, you can. No, I wanted to ask you about moments of happiness, like just sort of the delightful moments. You must have been really proud in certain moments of the way. Mm, yes, of course. Um, I'm married. I have three sons. I'm always well. very proud and happy. And <laughs> yeah. therefore, of course. Um, I'm a happy man. But of course, related to the bank and the structure of the bank, um, there's one moment, maybe two moments. One moment was the moment when we all sit together, new shareholder, we sit together and said, look, and I guess it was Andreas Jacobs who raised the question, why are we sitting here? Are we sitting here because we like Peter, or what? What is our what's our aim? What we are mm. aiming? What? What? Why you? Why, why we consider to buy a bank? Mm. And then, everyone made a statement, and these statements made me very proud because it was they also uh, said the same. We see a big need for a new bank, which are uh, taking care for the clients' needs, which are not product pusher. Exactly what I thought, uh, which we should mm. do, and everyone has it already in his mindset. This was great. And the second moment is more a personal one. It was when we really had the closing. It mm. was, uh, I guess, uh, 30th November 2020, uh, when I called my wife and said, Look, Henrietta, please come to the city. It's done. Yeah, we are, we are no, I'm no co owner of the bank. Let's have a, celebrate uh, with a proper dinner. Uh, this was a nice dinner, and uh, this was a very nice moment. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, and I mean, the question forces itself a little bit. What are the moments that are less happy? Because building a company, any enterprise, yeah, comes with hard decisions, with moments that are tougher. Yeah, to, to build and maintain a successful enterprise, not only chocolate and roses, I can <laughs> tell you. Um, and this is something, um, sometimes you have the, and these are the moments which are very difficult for me, because you have sometimes to 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 think about if you have the right people on board. Sure, yeah. If the people, and it's not good or bad, it's some people, they don't want like to have the challenges we have, then, or they don't uh, would like in this new kind of environment, uh, but we have to make sure that uh, all the people here are burning for the banks, they are very well experienced and uh, client-focused. And so these are the, the tough moments. Sometimes you have to say, like, it's, it's better to, to say goodbye today or tomorrow and not wait too long. I have a little bit, um, and sometimes I'm a little bit reluctant and I wait too long, but it's, 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 I guess it's more fair to say really, I guess, um, this new structure, this mm. new bank, we, we are aiming to, maybe they are not the right one to go with us. And these are the very difficult moments because you don't want like to do this, but you have to realize if you build up a successful business and everyone has to do it, who is building up a successful business, sometimes also make a very difficult decision by um, yeah, terminating some people there. Yeah. I'm sure. Or people leaving. Yeah, right? people leaving. Of course, the same. It is fair. Yeah. And it's for me, it's sometimes better. It's a good discussion to say, look, Peter, you are aiming this direction. It's not the direction I'm aiming to. Maybe find a way how to go separate. Mm. And this is uh, fair, and but it's not easy. And it's the birds and moments I don't like so much. I bet, yeah. yeah. Um, did Bergos change you? That is something that I, that I always... You know, it's hard to self-reflect in that matter. It's of hard course. to self-reflect. I will ask you later before I do <laughs> try to, re to, to, to self-reflect a little bit. <laughs> yes, um, I'm a little more restless hmm. because you, I see so many opportunities or so many things we have to do and it takes some time and I would like to get it immediately hmm. and uh, have to uh, had to learn how to... Yeah, and how to, uh, to take time. It sometimes takes time and they have to prioritize a little bit. And um, on the other hand, it's very interesting, I feel more relieved mm -hmm. um, because I don't have to be, I don't have to play political games mm. anymore. Mm. If you uh, have been global head part wealth of a company, of a bank, 
if you are in a in a group organization, then there are many political games played, and this is mm. not nice. Mm. And this is not nothing for me. Therefore, I, I yeah. would never. I could never work in a big bank because I'm not the person for political games. Yeah. And this is something um, which uh, changed me. And more, I'm, yeah, I'm really freer. I feel freer and independent. And this is a great feeling. And um, But I can I have to ask you, to be honest, yeah, because uh, you, you get in touch, um, yeah, Months before we bought the bank, yeah, that's true. And yeah. how you work very close with me because you're head of communication. Uh, maybe I have to ask you how you changed. Yeah, uh, in some ways a lot, and in others not at all, not at all. I mean, I, I, I always felt you know you were so approachable and friendly and open and smart, and that has not changed, right? Like there's no, there's no difference there. But I do see, I do see, of course, a more daring leadership. You know, a bit bit less I don't know in German this is wonderful but mutig which really doesn't translate perfectly into English really mm. daring free kind of you know fears in a lot of ways and I think that that is you inhabit that much more now yeah I realize it's interesting as you mentioned because you have to be brave mm. because if you would like to go your own way and there are many banks that wouldn't go this way mm. you have to be brave enough to really to go for it even to have a especially new department to to go for this logo and sure. because you never know how it will be received and you have to be brave otherwise you're not successful yeah and we have some we have some crazy ideas yeah I of mean. course yes, <laughs> we had really crazy ideas yeah. which no one would really do yeah. but we did it and it was so well received because yeah. it's so different and mm. we would like to be different that's so much more to yeah. come too yeah. So, yeah yeah of course yeah oh that ties in beautifully what are you looking forward to um look i'm looking forward to our approach Bergos human private banking yeah. because it's interesting to see and to be honest I'm, um, I was really surprised we realized that we are humans working for humans and everything what we do is related to humans and therefore we should claim Bergos human private banking and it's for me it was so obvious and I thought oh I guess every bank should do it. <laughs> then we realized we, we we made an analysis and uh, made a deep deep dive, and we found out there's no one doing it. Yeah. And this is, to be honest, a shame that the people, the banks, are really not taking the their private banks. They are for humans, yeah. and no one realized that they have to be a human private banker. Mm -hmm. And this is important. And this uh, is uh, under your helm next year. We. Um, do the rollout and uh, we prepared uh, very nice uh, brochures and so on, some image, image brochures and, and so on. And this I'm really looking forward. And um, yeah, this is maybe the next step. Yeah, I'm super excited about it, mm -hmm. truly, knowing some of the things that will come. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Aurelia. It was quite, like always, very cold. Great pleasure to talk to you. and. Uh, I was not so boring and uh, it was interesting because we did it in German first. Yeah. German is, of course, for me either much easier. But uh, now in English was a little bit another kind of uh, discussion. But uh, if you would like to uh, hear the German one, you should learn German. <laughs> there was a very funny ad I once saw in a Trump. Learn German if you dare. Dare? <laughs> dare. <laughs> thank you very much for your patience. Thank you so much, Dr. Askin. Have a lovely evening. And we thank you. For listening. I would say, as always, that's my ending for, for Bergos now, but I guess the passion part is a new one. So come back for more passion later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.